Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey guys, what's up? Jin here with another episode of the Otakuology Podcast. So, you always mess that up. I know. I think it's because I start saying it too fast and I trip over <laughs> my own lips. Anybody else trip over their own lips? Some people may say that's a good thing, depending. But who knows? What podcast is this? Uh, the Taku Ology podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to even think about it. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Is this a trick question? I know what fucking podcast I'm on. <laughs> or do I? <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the Takuology podcast. Some may say best podcast in the world. Some might say that. <clears throat> Gents. Some could say that. Some say that on a regular basis. I have yet to hear somebody say that. That is not you. Really? Yeah. I'm going to get people to start sending you messages that say best podcast in the world. Okay. Hashtag best podcast in the world. <laughs> Watch. Now on our Twitter page, it'll start blowing up. Everybody will start saying something. Talkology. Hashtag best podcast in the world. We don't do Twitter anymore. But that's why. Okay. That's why we're best podcast in the world. Okay. We'll go, we'll go with that one. <laughs> but. As always, I don't know what I was about to say, but about as always, though, is he may call me his heterosexual life partner, Otaku Matt. Yep, that's me. And what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about one of the best fucking manga in the world, which is Sandland. Did you know this was like, was going for like 70 to $80? A on single? Like, yeah, on the aftermarket originally like uh like a week or two ago yeah because in years like a reprint yeah it got reprinted like just recently yeah that's pretty funny though oh no, sorry it might have been like a month ago i'm not for sure because i went looking that, for this manga that is pretty pretty funny honestly i went looking for this manga and i was like man this is like an 80 dollar manga and i was like I don't know if I want to pay $80 for one volume of manga. And <laughs> I waited, I waited, and I just happened to look on Amazon. And I was like, hey, it's back in print for $10. Yeah, I'm going to buy this. We should right? talk about it because it's getting a bunch of like buzz and stuff from the movie. And then now, the vi- now there's going to be a video game, too. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Well, and... And I think he made like a cameo appearance in like one of the Shonen Jump games. Oh, did he? I think so. Huh. I can't remember which one though. It's kind of like the Jump Stars, but it wasn't Jump Stars yeah. at the time. Yeah. Huh. Um. No. So fun fact: this is actually one of the ones that got me into manga. Yeah. Um. Besides, like what my friends gave me. And so 
I ended up getting the Shonen Jump magazine, like, mm-hmm. I think it was like July 2021 or 2022. Uh, so that, that tells you how far it was. Yeah, because um, it, it originally came out in 2000. Yeah. 2000, May, two, May 9th, 2000 to August 8th, 2000. But that was the original run. That's funny. It, it doesn't say when it came out in the U.S. Shonen Jump. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so this was actually one of the ones that uh, I had. Um, and I believe it was either like the first chapter or the second chapter of this manga they actually put in as an introduction for you to get into uh, reading Shonen Jump magazine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, first, I didn't know, but I ended up reading the story backwards. <laughs> this is before I knew manga manga. Um, yeah. And whenever I had a friend get me into Inuyasha and Yu Hakusho and whatnot, like I had read them in this, but it was different reading them backwards mm-hmm. and being like, I guess I kind of get this story, but I don't, I don't fully understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I love the character and everything. I was completely enamored by it. And then whenever I found out like that, this is actually up in my closet, uh-huh. uh, the Shonen Junk magazine. And I actually pulled it down and started reading it. And I was like, well, now I know how to read this. And I started reading it. And I was like, oh, this story is a lot better the second time around <laughs> reading it the right way. That's definitely funny. Yeah, I, I'm. All, I'm kind of curious, like how many people know of Sandland? Like, do like hardcore Akira Toriyama or hardcore Dragon Ball fans like know about Sandland? You know, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know on that. Um, I will say this is one of the best one shots actually out there with a complete beginning to an end that doesn't feel like it's rushed or anything else Mm -hmm. now me and you reading his manga theater um i think it's funny because you can definitely see how like akman and a couple other ones like could almost have been like a one shot like this true Um, it's funny like when we get when you get into like the front of it like it was originally supposed to be like a short if you read like the very first page, like the introduction and stuff, yeah, he talks about how it's supposed to be just a simple short manga about an old man in a tank, and apparently uh, he uh, he started starting it up and whatnot, and he was enjoying it, but he hated drawing the tank. The tank was apparently really hard to draw, yeah. So he was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna stick it out. I've already fucking developed this this story. I'm gonna stick it out." Like, so apparently yeah. he did not like drawing the tank which is weird because the the tank is heavily featured in this book right so i'm like he hated drawing something so much but it's like a almost like a fourth character fourth main character in this book yeah i would say you know well seeing it's so funny after us reading the manga theater stuff that yeah you know the vehicles that he does have in his stuff how how those are and for him to not like the tank when some of his yeah. other vehicles i'm like eh, you know those ones weren't that great 
I'm curious as to like why this wasn't put into manga theater, like as well, you know. Um, and well, why? It just I think because I think because manga theater was an afterthought. I mean, because yeah. manga theater was only published like within the last like five years. Was it? And it's yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd say probably three. Yeah literally probably three three or four because it was um, uh, i don't remember what the date was for when they were published in japan exactly. yeah 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 um but i know all those ones are a collective of his stories and whatnot so of course they were probably ones that were thrown into manga theater by themselves because they weren't like fully developed ideas of things oh uh, you know like he, he, we'll, we'll get to the talking about this manga eventually but you know how like he like kind of refuses to draw because he like lost his pen or something like his favorite yeah. pen um i was kind of curious like why doesn't he just do more like one shot one volume mangas because he's not bad at it yeah i don't know that's a good question and i think it's just because there's not a lot in the world for you to do that because like the art and this is like some of the best he's ever done it seems like like it's really good art in this book uh, well, maybe he hates drawing tanks and he thinks every time he he hates i hate this vehicle you know like why why did he like you know i want to know he says because he lost his little his special pin but like i want to know like the real reason like why he stops you know like why does he just put like a short story out a year or something like that you know that's like what like a volume long kind of like what he's got kawa what he's got kawa and kawa is his halloween manga he's actually doing another manga He's already got it. It's it's just called Kawa C O W A. It's about a little vampire boy and his basically like journey through Is this a new book? No, this has been out for a while. Is it published over here? Yeah. How come I've never heard of this book? I'm pretty sure you have heard about it because I've had to talk to you about it before. Have we? Yeah, it's like a little like really tan or greenish like little vampire boy and he's got to figure out what to do and they almost live like in this land that's kind of like halloween okay almost is called kawa with an exclamation point um that was his other one that came out i don't think that long after this one and after he was Uh, done with dragon ball z yeah c-o-w-a yeah. Uh, oh, these are going for quite a. This the this is like a twenty dollar book. You're gonna be like, "Hey, buddy, you wanna, you wanna let me borrow the book?" No, I mean, I mean, it looks okay, but I mean, it's it's not like his best work. I would say. I mean, there's some other stuff we've read in manga theater that I think is better than that one. The only um, long one is Doctor Slump. Yes, Doctor Slump is eighteen volumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i mean yeah um and then one of his other one shots is um 
is Jocko the Galactic Policeman, which Yeah, that one that I was would, a couple years ago. Yeah, I'd almost say that one's not exactly a one shot anymore. It's more of a spin off from Dragon Ball Z since Jocko's in it. Yeah, true. I was but, I was I was always been curious like how why how would that have succeeded or how would it have done if like it wasn't attached to Dragon Ball? You know. But how would it have done by itself? Yeah, exactly. That's you know? a very good question. We very should cover Jocko one time. I'll have to go find Jocko. I'll have to find my copy of Jocko. I don't know if it's still in print or not. But anyways, anyways, you want to start talking about this manga? Yeah. All right. So uh, what is no? This I can't remember story? the guy's main. I can't remember the main character's name. Uh, it's R-A-O. Was it Rao or Rao? I think it's Rao. Rao, the, the old man. The sheriff. No, I'm talking about the devil boy. Oh, Beelzebub. They call him Bells. That's Bells. right. Okay. Yeah, Beelzebub. And then there's Thief. It was the yeah. thief. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it kind of starts out with um the sheriff which kind of takes me back because he starts out in a jeep yeah right? we, we first started with beelzebub and his crew trying to steal water from yeah. the humans because there's no water in the world and right. uh the king of this world like sells water at a high price and supposedly there's like this mystical or like mythical like body of water like a lake or something called like the phantom lake i believe it was called and mm. that's what the that's what rao is going after and he he needs some help so he uh basically uh asks the demons for help which is beelzebub and his manservant uh thief uh the demons are interesting i would say i, I wasn't expecting demons to be in this world yeah like just just to see them like now they interact with like humans and stuff it's really interesting now like the the prejudice and stuff against demons and all they want to do is just play pranks play pranks and steal water they don't like even kill anybody you know right just... yeah well and I like um, seeing that because the the old man really reminds you of the old man with the car that we read oh uh, among the um... theater. Yeah, no, he even reminds me of though. What? Uh, you remember? You know, like there's like old man Logan. Yeah. You know the the book, and then like you know Logan the the movie. He reminds yeah. me. I mean, he looks just like Hercule. So I kept calling him like old man Hercule. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like what? What if like this is like in the Dragon Ball world, and like Hercule was like the last human left of the Dragon oh Ball my squad? Gosh. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. no, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what so I bad. thought. That's what I thought, you know. Because he, he looks like Hercule. Like, he's got, like, the face and everything. Oh, my God, that's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I really... Um, I really think he looks like that other guy. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Bells, though, I really enjoy him. Because even though yeah. we kind of have aspects that are similar to other characters uh -huh. he's almost kind of his own character yeah 
he's unique, you know, compared to some well, of the other characters. I would say one thing that this does really, really well is they are all distinct characters and they're all their own characters, basically. Yeah. Like, he fleshes them he's, out so well. He's kind of like a little mini Hellboy. I guess, kind of, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you know? When you think about it, when you go through the, the book itself. Yeah. But Rao ends up getting Beelzebub and Thief to go with him on this journey to uh, get water. Because his, his town needs water. They're going to go look for the... Um, the lake, the special lake or whatever, you know. So they set off. It's so hot. It's so hot. You know, they set off on their, their journey. They're, they're in a, they start off in like a buggy, like a Jeep kind of thing almost. Yeah. And that, that ends up like getting destroyed or stolen. I think it was stolen because they end up losing all their supplies to like this weird sand dragon thingy, you know, Mm. Then it gets stolen. Damn, damn sand dragons all, all the damn time. Yeah, all the damn time, you know. And we find out, or we, we they end up stealing a tank, which becomes a big part of the, the manga from the uh, the king's like military, which is only a couple of tanks left. They said there were like three or four tanks left in the world, yeah. if I remember correctly. But I like how they start like learning how to use the tank. Obviously, Rao's like the most proficient in this. Uh, like driving a tank because he has a mysterious past of some kind, you know. Don't they mention it though? Like he used to be, he used to be like part of the king's. Later, later on, they do artillery uh, unit or something. Yeah, later on, he. You find out later on that he is General Sheba, which he ended up destroying like almost an entire race of people. Because of something that happened like 30 years ago. Yeah. They, they call it like the 30-year explosion or something like that, you know? <laughs> you monster. But I love I love the start of this. So like, we just hit the ground basically running in this. And we kind of never really stop in the, in the manga. Because uh, right. after, the, after they get the tank, they end up fighting with the tank, which is really cool, and fighting like, this cool airship. I love this scene where they're at a disadvantage, obviously. And they get the he gets the two demons Rao does, and he he makes them point the tank upwards to destroy the the like the airship or whatever it is you know. I love right. that part. I, I love how like they fight over driving the tank, which is funny. You know, it's just because they never like seen a tank before. They said I believe, and they just like to drive. They like to drive their 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 devil tank. You know, right. Yeah. Well, I really, I really love wherever they get into the part where they're fighting the the swimsuit guys. Oh, the swimmers. Yeah, is what they're called. Yeah, those guys were funny. And they yeah. and they kind of remind me of the Ginyu Force. Oh, um, most definitely. Just like their uniqueness about yeah. them, um, you know. And I think that's enough like knowing like what came first and all that other jazz with dragon ball z and stuff and dr slump like sandland already had a lot of stuff of its own that it had to kind of own up to yeah and like you said the uniqueness of the characters is crisp and everything and it's really 
really weird reading manga theater after reading like those three mm-hmm. and being like oh yeah all this stuff is the same like all these there's no different characters yeah. in this or anything but i think it's because you get such a big impression from these characters and their mm-hmm. bad guys and everything else yeah and it does it in a more natural way instead of kind of like going into dragon ball z more like being over the top mm-hmm and I feel like that's the big thing that has to happen with some of his manga nowadays to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. And no, I agree with you on that aspect. Uh, it definitely does get kind of over the top later on in one, one particular battle. Yeah. But I thought that battle was really well done. Um, but yeah, after they, you know, they end up trying to get away from the the, the bad guys, the, the the king's military, and they fight the swimmers, which is really funny. Uh, they end up getting more backstory for the general, the general. They call him, he's not like the general at the time, but uh, Rao or General Sheba, as they call him. Uh, we find out from the from Thief that uh, is it like called the peach, the peachy or peach eye like people. I can't remember what they were called. Uh, apparently the king wanted them dead because of some technology that they're making. The rumor was that it was like a big super weapon, but it turned out that it wasn't a super weapon. It was actually a way to generate water and he wanted his competition gone basically. So he ordered general Shiba, who is Rao uh, to basically destroy uh, this entire civilization or town, whatever you want to call them race of people almost like a mass genocide of sorts. Like he bombarded them with tanks, like artillery. And uh, he definitely like, he definitely like deeply regrets that. What did you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like they're kind of dead at disbelief. Like Beelzebub is, he's like, oh, I can't believe like this is true. You know, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out like, they get made like public enemy number one in this uh, because of, of everything that's happened. And so they send everybody after these guys. Um, and there's like a whole like big higgermorole about like like allegiances and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, is the king actually pulling the strings or is it like General Zhao? And it turns out to be General Zhao is who is pulling the strings. Who's like this really bad general. Right. And. <laughs> that guy freaked me out. I don't know what you thought about General Zhao, but he was in like that <laughs> giant floating like iron lung thing. Like every time he popped up on screen, I was like, Ugh, why do we have to look at this guy? Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I think he's one of the freakiest looking characters. Yeah. And that because he's got all those tubes and shit connected to him. Yeah. 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 It was weird because like, he had like little short arms sticking out of his little like iron lung floating thingy. Yeah, but I mean, you know what that could remind you of? Like, what? it really seems like it. He pulled that whole idea from like Modoc. Oh, I could probably see that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, I really feel like the mindset that Akira Toriyama was in when he did this was like a team with <laughs> Modoc. And, yeah. oh, well, what are we going to do? Well, of course, like, you have, like, the war overseas going on. So I got to put it in a desert. And what are they going to fight over? They're going to fight over water. 
You know what they and, do that? Uh, you know what they do that? Do that in Mad Max. I wonder if he was influenced by Mad Max. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know. That's uh, true. That's I didn't even think about that. That's something to think about, you know. But yeah, after the whole big revelation of everything had happened, you know, they end up uh sort of befriending some of the military because the military end up finding out what exactly happened. Uh, and they end up I wanna say they end up the was it getting attacked by the swimmers again? Was is was that right? Um and yeah, trying, I believe so. They're trying to get away in like a sandstorm. Yes. And then they end up finding, well, Beelzebub ends up finding the uh, the mystery Phantom Lake. And apparently there are people at the mystery lake, or the, the Phantom Lake they call it. And it's the, the race that supposedly died like 30 years ago. Some of them are still alive. And this is where I thought like the manga was kind of going to end. But I didn't expect them to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to leave them alone and not, like, touch this, like, oasis they have going on right now. Yeah. Because it's like a lake and, like, a a, a jungle inside, a, like, a cave. Very much like, um, like, almost like the Savage Lands in, in the in Marvel Comics, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting that nobody found it because they couldn't use boats and they couldn't use planes so i guess that's why it took some time for people to find it i wasn't really for sure on that you know why did it take so long well and i don't think people really found it until like they found it right yeah so uh i don't know i just think nobody wanted to really go against the king per se yeah and that's kind of where the backstory of General Shun. It's General Shiba, I believe it was. Shiba. Oh, General yeah. Zun. Zun or General Shiba? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think really anybody cared to do any of that until, like, with him, he knew, like, part of the stuff, which, you know, great backstory into being able to use the tank and whatnot. But yeah. I think also that's probably where he got the knowledge of there's probably this mystic lake out somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and um, going from there, you know, after you get out of the military and you're like, oh, yeah, something's corrupt and I can either go back in and try and stay there or I can try and do something about it. You know, then he decided like, hmm, let me see if the legend is is true, you know, yeah. and yeah try and fix that situation yeah because the the king definitely had a monopoly over the water and you know it was not a, it was a very dire uh, situation i think everybody was in other than the people like who like obeyed the king i guess you could say uh because the demons didn't never got any water you know they had to steal their water to get it you know right uh but what happens after they find couldn't couldn't pay the prices it was too high what happens after they find though the lake and they leave the lake you mean when they blow the the lake up they don't blow it up isn't there something that's blocking it from you're talking about you're thinking about the dam later on yeah that's what i'm thinking about <laughs> the next up is the, the the insect man fight 
with the weird insect man who's a genetically engineered insect man. I totally forgot that happened. You did? You forgot that happened? I forgot that happened. That fight was really cool. Like, I was Ryan. I was expecting that to happen. Like, out of nowhere, like, Zoo or Zhao drops, like, this big insect man down. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to fight. And apparently he's indestructible. Nothing can hurt him except Beelzebub. Uh, Beelzebub happens to have super strength. And he, like, hulks out and ends up, like, destroying this, this like, bug guy. Like, he goes Super it was a, Saiyan. It was a very, like, vicious fight. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's hardcore, you know? It was right. a hardcore fight, you know? Well, and the the cool thing about that is, and this is another thing why I really like Bells over, like, Goku. Mm-hmm. I know, that's a sin. Um, I like Bells over Goku because he used his own power to do it instead of having to, like, level up. You know what I'm saying? True. But she had some pretty interesting powers. Like, he could heal himself. He was super strong. He had tele... Uh, he was a telepath as well. Which, that came out of nowhere. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm a telepath. It reminded me of, like, a child. When a child plays, like, superheroes. Like, oh, I got telepathy. And, you know, I can fly. And I got laser vision. Oh, and don't forget my, like, ice breath I have. Right? Totally, what, totally shooting from the hip. That's what it reminded me of. And I was like, okay, I'll go with this. Yeah, sure. Sure, he has telepathy. You know? Yeah. But yeah, the whole fight was really cool. I loved the fight. Uh, it was like whole one whole complete chapter. And then we end up... Uh, which I was really surprised at the end of the fight. Like, who... Like, the there was another general who they befriend later or early on. Ends up helping them and stuff. And ends up like turning the whole thing completely around on General Zhao and the king. And he's like, oh, you know. Uh, this is the guy like, with the big black yeah. hair. Okay. Yeah, the king, he's like, oh, the king's going to give everybody half his wealth. And all, we're going to share the water and stuff like that. Because they have to blow up the dam in order to get the water. Because the king ended up like damming up like the, the ocean. So like nobody knew this was, I guess, happening. Unless, unless you like worked for the king, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was, and it like ended like fairly like good. Like it ended on like a good note. Like, you know, they end up like going up, going back to like help the, the, the peachy race of people, you know, at the end and, uh, bell bells, uh, Sheba and uh thief end up like going off to help them and whatnot. It was a, it was a nice ending, you know? Yeah. And like they saved the world, basically. This is yeah. true, because then yeah. like the grass starts growing back and everything, and it's yeah. not so much a desert anymore. I love when the swimmers are like swimming in the water. I do too, <laughs> especially the fat one. Even though like they've never technically swam before, but they're like they're like all I want to do is swim in the water. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. See, and there's a, I feel like there's a question in that because you know. None of them look super tan. No. No. And so it's like, how are y'all walking around the way that you do and not having like any tans at all? Well, that's true. That's for sure. I'm really curious, like how they're going to put all of this in one video game. Because how they're going to stretch it out to one video game. Because it's going to be like a 
action RPG type of game. <coughs> I don't me. know. That's uh, that's a good question. I saw a video. F- I saw a tra- trailer for it. It actually looked really cool. <laughs> like they showed the like, yeah. gameplay of it and stuff. To where you could like jump in and out of the tank and whatnot, and like use the tank and you know jump out and play as Beelzebub and stuff like that. Like it looked really cool. Like I don't know. It, to me, it looked cool. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was just agreeing with you. Oh yeah, you know, but like in the end, like it's a fun manga. It's a fun like pick up and pick up and like read manga. There's nothing like too like hardcore or like. Uh, deep about the plot you know uh it was just a fun like pick up and read manga like i thoroughly enjoyed this book it was fun there were like little little gags in the in the book uh, one i really liked in the beginning which they get a callback to later where like uh uh rao has a, a gun at one point he's like oh i don't have bullets in it and then later on he's like he like starts shooting the gun and, and like thief is like i thought you didn't have bullets in that gun He's like oh i lied I, I didn't i didn't know if i could trust you or not <laughs> right you know it was just fun i had a smile on my face like the entire time i was reading it like it's a quick read um definitely recommend it if you're a fan of akira toriyama or you're looking to get into akira toriyama you don't want to read anything like super beefy or long you know like it's a perfect like bite-sized chunk of Akira Toriyama's work, I would say. And uh it it didn't leave me wanting more. I felt it ended like perfectly fine. You know. Yeah. How did you No, think? I agree. I agree. Um I think it it was rounded up pretty good with a pretty bow and everything. Um Yeah, yeah it just worked out it seems like really well. What were some of your favorite oh, yeah. aspects of the book? Some of my favorite aspects of the book. Or parts of the book, I guess you could say. Mm, definitely the fight with um, the swimmers. Uh-huh. Um, I would have to say... At the end, because it almost seemed like when they, they shot the thing, it was almost like a mishap, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's probably it. Um, yeah. I just enjoyed it kind of overall. Yeah. I like the whole road trip aspect of the, of the book. I, I thought it was a lot of fun, like how they like bonded over like, all this shit they were going through from like different walks of life. These three, I guess two demons and a human bonding over, uh, trying to find water, you know, something everybody needs, you know, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I definitely recommend it. What would, what would you rate this manga? Oh, what would I rate this manga? Oh, man. I'll go first if you want me to. Sure. I get a five. Like, I, th- I liked it. And I would I would pass it on to other people and tell them to read it, too. 
That's how that's how well it is. I feel. What did you say? I said I would give it a five. Yeah. Did I cut? Did I cut out? No, I just didn't fully hear what you said. Oh, uh, I said I would give it a five, and um, I would. I would. This was a manga that I would recommend to people if they're looking for something short to read. Like I would be like, here, read Sandland. It's not a big uh, commitment, you know. Or you know, or if people just want something fun to read, you know. Here, Sandland. You don't need to think right. too much about like think too much about it, you know. Just read it, you know. This is true. Um, I would probably say. I'd probably say a five as well. Yeah? Yeah. Is this our first five out of five? For both of us? Yeah. I bet. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. Hello. You know, you know. Yeah, it's a fun book. Like, I was was very pleasantly surprised because I thought it was going to be a lot more like um, the stories in manga theater. Like, I thought it was going to have, like, a satisfying ending. You know, I thought yeah. it was going to like be as like, uh, I want to say like thought provoking, but like, um, you know, like be like thought out as much or like the world that wasn't built up as much, you know, but I was wrong. I was surprisingly wrong. Uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, I agree. I'm glad that you finally got to read this because I know we've talked about it before. But you have. never actually got to, never actually got to actually like read it. Read it. I don't yeah. think. So, so I mean, like I said before, I'm not like the hugest Akira Toriyama fan, but if it's like non Dragon Ball, I usually enjoy it. Yeah, you know, I mean, Dragon Ball the one is the first one's okay. Mostly Dragon Ball Z. I think it's mostly the fans of Dragon Ball who annoy me the most about Akira Toriyama's work because they never shut up about it. Yeah. I don't know if that's a hot take or what, but that's personally how I feel. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You got any any, uh, last thoughts about this or whatever? Or closing thoughts? Last thoughts. Well, if you haven't read it, you probably need to get on the ball. Mm-hmm. Just because it is one of the best fucking one-shots out there. Yeah. And as we've said, I mean, there there is a lot of stuff that happens in it. And there are a lot of twists and turns that are very fun in it. And we get like three fights three or four fights in it you know you get a left field sand dragon that comes out like in the first i don't know five pages or so yeah um you know and just i mean i think it's all the the best things of uh what we could get or could have gotten with like dragon ball 
Z in the anime if they didn't try to extend everything out so long. Oh, that's for sure. That's so, for sure, but that's a whole another can of worms right there. That is true. That is but no, I, I highly recommend that you pick it up and try it out. Um, yeah. You know, I was... I, said, I, uh, I posted this on uh, Instagram that I was reading it for the podcast. Yeah. And the first, the first comment I get is from a heartless weeb. And he's like, what? How did you get your hands on this? This is out of print. Oh, my gosh. I've been looking for this. It's and I was back like, in print, buddy. I was like 10 bucks on Amazon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Wait. one of the ones that I, I absolutely love. I mean, it's cool to see, like, other works of art, works of Akira Toriyama's get, like, that, that, that like, recognition they deserve. Because Dragon right. Ball does overshadow a lot of it. Like, I know, like, Dr. Slump has its fans. And, you know, there's this. And then, um, oh, God, what's the... Then you have, like, the manga theater stuff and whatnot. And there's, like, this Dragon Quest stuff that he's worked on before. You know, right? Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's cool to see all that stuff get recognized and so, like people enjoy it. Fun fact: I'll have to, I'd have to go back and look, but I think the first or the the last chapter that this was in in a Shonen Jump magazine uh-huh. was when they had one of the Dragon Quest games, like a demo oh. of it, in the thing. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Because they referenced Dragon Quest in this book. Yeah. At one point, he's like, I have Dragon Quest 13 on the PlayStation 6. I was like, huh. And I was like, wait, have there been 13 Dragon Quests? I can't remember off the top of my head. (laughs) I don't think think so. I I think they're only up to like eight. No, it's like 12, I think. 11 or 12. Well, because I know there's like some of them that aren't called Dragon Quest, like well, Dragon it, Quest Frontier. No, it's like the uh, mainline games. The ones that are only numbered are the main ones. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, which I, I want to say, I think they're up to 12, because I think I have number 12. Maybe I'd have to look and see. <laughs> I can't yeah, remember. you'll have to see that. I don't. The one that you got with it, I, I want to say it was six or It was probably eight. six. Uh, was it one where it had like a guy with a bandana around his head? I don't know. It was uh, like a gray-haired kid that uh, kind of looked like Trunks. Uh, and then you had like a orange-haired lady that had like pigtails. I think that might have really, been I think that might have been 8. I can't remember. It was really busty. My my, my Dragon Quest, I get them all mixed up all the time, so I can't never remember. Which one's which? So if I played that one, I know I played that one on the PS2, and I played the one, the new one that just came out a couple years ago. So I'm not like 100 up on my Dragon Quest knowledge. Do you have Dragon Quest Monster? No, I don't. But I have, I have Dragon Manga. But I have the Dragon Quest Adventures of Die Manga, or whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Adventure Die. Adventure of Die, I believe his name is, or Kai. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, because oh, I have Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks like they're up to 11. 
Okay, eleven. So he was Let's he see. was off a couple of years or a couple of games, I guess you could say. No, it might be that one that you were talking about with the kid with the bandana, though. That does yeah. look familiar. <clears throat> yeah, that one's a popular one. That was the one of the. F- I think that was the first Dragon Quest game to be released under the Dragon Quest banner in America, because it yeah. was originally named Dragon Warrior. I believe they were called in America. Right. Then, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, enough Dragon Quest talk. Uh, you know, but thanks for listening, guys. Uh, the best way to help us is to share the podcast, tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one. And we'll any... see you next Tuesday. If you have any manga or anime suggestions you'd like us to cover, let us know. Hit us up on our Instagram, at Otakology Podcast. Yeah. And they better be good things. And if somebody fucking sends us Bokino Pico, we will come to your house and Jay and Silent Bob you. Oh, we're going to beat them up? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll totally Yeah, because you know a lot of people send you used to send you that all the damn time. I know, I know. So. Did you know that got sequels? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, so, thanks for listening. Stay yeah. safe. See you next Tuesday. Peace Bye. Out.